This is Bro Radio. From the Sky News Centre at 7, three senior members of the royal family are going to be out of action at the same time. The Princess of Wales has had successful abdominal surgery and will stay in hospital for up to two weeks. It'll be after Easter until she'll go back to public duties. Former royal correspondent Jenny Bond says this news came out of the blue. She had a full diary, so although we're told it was planned, it obviously wasn't planned for very long, or she wouldn't have that full diary. William also is going to cancel engagements because he obviously wants to be at his wife's side. Meanwhile, the king will go in next week for treatment on an enlarged prostate. Buckingham Palace says the condition is benign. We're now expecting only a small number of Conservative MPs to vote against the Prime Minister's Rwanda asylum bill later. 60 supported a suggested improvement last night because they're worried it won't work in its current form. Lincolnshire Police has referred itself to a watchdog over fears a toddler starved to death after he was found next to his father's body. Bronson Battersby, who was two, was discovered beside his dad Kenneth, who's thought to have suffered a heart attack in Skegness. There's still no prospect of the Northern Ireland Assembly getting back up and running anytime soon. The Democratic Unionist parties again blocked attempts to elect a speaker, meaning power sharing can't be restored. It's because of concerns about a change in trade rules put in place after Brexit. Sinn Féin Vice President Michelle O'Neill is worried the Assembly will never return. If Geoffrey Donaldson does not change his approach, then this sitting may well be the final one of this Assembly. I fear that the democratic institutions of the Good Friday Agreement are in free fall. And in sports, Everton and Nottingham Forest will play for the first time since being charged for breaching Premier League spending rules. They're both in FA Cup third round replays, which kick off later this hour. That's the latest. I'm Kat Suave. From the Borough Radio Newsroom, I'm Gareth Joy. There's been another blow at the troubled Pencoitra High School in Bowie. Its executive headteacher, Deborah Thomas, has resigned after just three months in charge. She's returning to her other role as head of Cowbridge Comprehensive. Meanwhile, teaching staff will stage another one-day strike tomorrow in an ongoing row over bad behaviour by pupils. They've accused Bell Council of refusing to intervene. There's been an angry reaction to an increase in housing rent. Vale Council pushed through the 6.7% hike despite the ongoing cost of living crisis. Councillor Ian Johnson, who chairs the Plaid Cymru group, described it as morally wrong. Evan Foundation research found that one in five families in social housing in Wales sometimes don't have enough essentials once they've paid their rents. This will do nothing to improve the situation. So when you hear Labour talking about the cost of living crisis, remember this is how they've contributed to it. A reward still on offer to find a man who threatened his family here in the Vale. Police are looking for Ashley Kilvington after he sent malicious messages to relatives last summer. Crime Stoppers are offering £1,000 for anonymous information that leads to his capture. Two of the Vale's leisure centres have been given a funding boost. Lanswick Major Leisure Centre will get an £81,000 grant to make it more energy efficient. Sports Wales is also giving £76,000 to the Colcott Centre in Bowie to upgrade the gym flooring as well as its cricket net and basketball hoops. In sports, Newport County are already making preparations for their FA Cup glamour tie with Manchester United. A temporary stand will be built at Rodney Parade to accommodate a thousand extra fans.
fans. After beating Eastleigh in last night's replay, manager Graham Coughlin says they now face the biggest game in their history. Manchester United come at the Rodney Parade. That's an unbelievable occasion. I'm on cloud nine at the minute, so you can probably tell, but it's, it's, it's a hell of an achievement. It's a hell of an occasion to look forward to as well. Weather with Composite Doors Cardiff. Veil glazing services from your local multi-award winning experts in secure windows and doors. Visit compositedoorscardiff.co.uk or find us on Facebook. Today in the Vale, expect clear skies and a chilly night with a temperature of minus 2 degrees. Tomorrow, Wednesday, weather conditions will remain clear, providing a pleasant day ahead. Now. Here comes another hour of great music and local information. On the Vale's local radio station. This is, this is Bro Radio and on tonight's edition of The Veil This Week. Following teachers going on strike last week at Pencoitra High School in Barry over poor pupil behaviour and a lack of action being undertaken, the school's executive head teacher has announced her resignation today. Deborah Thomas was brought in back in September after the secondary school was put in two special measures. The Nassau Union says it still plans to go ahead with strike action tomorrow. We'll get the reaction to this story with the chair of the Vale Council's Culture, Learning and Scrutiny Committee, Councillor Rhys Thomas. Elsewhere, Plaid Cymru has begun a series of events to mark the foundation of the group nearly a hundred years ago in the Vale of Morgan town of Penarth. Our reporter Chloe Seaton went along to an event featuring former Plaid Cymru leader Leanne Wood, who will hear from later in the programme. Chloe Monaghan has spoken to Reese Dance about how he's gone from attempting to take his own life in 2023 to now trying to save others by helping them to talk more and how good to talk in Barry RFC can be there to help anyone suffering with poor mental health. And a new garden has been in Unveiled on the NAP, it's been created by volunteers and supporters of Tea Haven as a space for its families to come together and reflect on loved ones who have passed. We'll hear from John Greatrex of Vale Council and Fiona Hawthorne at Tea Haven about this exciting new project. Plus, we'll get a roundup of the week's local news, events, and sport, including a call up for the Wales squad for two Cardiff Blues teammates from the Vale of Glamorgan. First, though, let's play a new addition to our local music playlist.
That was a new addition this week to our local music playlist from band Murder Club with a chat called Picture of Myself. And if you're making music in the Vale of Glamorgan, we want to hear from you. Get in touch via music at broradio.fm. Now let's get a look at some of the top news stories being read via broradio.fm over the last seven days. Body cam footage is being used to identify a man who assaulted an enforcement officer on Barry Island. The officer was investigating a litter incident in the Redbring Crescent area on Sunday when he was approached and attacked. Vale Council says the incident was recorded recorded on the officer's body-worn video camera and they're working with South Wales Police to bring the attacker to justice. A decision to increase council housing rent in the Vale of Glamorgan has been heavily criticised. Vale Council voted in favour of a 6.7% increase in council house rent at a special council meeting on Monday. Plaid Cymru and Conservative councillors all raised concerns about the decision, saying it would hit residents hard in the pocket during a continued cost-of-living crisis. 244 people were arrested by South Wales Police for driving under the influence during the festive season. The number of drink driving arrests was slightly up on 2022, while there was a 70% increase in arrests for drug driving compared to the year before. Figures released on Tuesday revealed 157 drivers were found to be over the limit during the annual Christmas and New Year crackdown in the region. And the Western Vale coastline has joined a worldwide scheme to help emergency services find missing, injured and distressed people more quickly. Wattery Words is already used in 170 countries and by emergency services around the UK, including South Wales Police. Now, 25 markers have been attached to wooden posts between Ogmore-by-Sea and Monk Nash as part of a new multi-agency partnership. And Plaid Cymru has begun a series of events to mark the foundation of the group nearly 100 years ago in the Vale of Glamorgan town of Penarth. Our reporter Chloe Seaton went along to an event in the town that began celebrations last week. Plaid Cymru kicked off their centenary celebrations in Penarth last week. Guest speakers included former Plaid leader Leanne Wood and Welsh Governance Centre Director Richard Wynne-Jones. I managed to speak to Leanne and asked her what it would mean to Plaid if Labour won the next general election. I think um, a Labour government in Westminster opens up opportunities for Plaid Cymru because um, it's likely from everything that we've seen so far from the current UK Labour leadership that um, that many of the issues that were traditionally important to the Labour movement in terms of representing working class people um, and all of those kinds of things, he is trying to speak to others in order to win those votes over. And so I think that while people will um, go along with that for the election, beyond that... Um, People will start asking questions and raising concerns, I think, about the traditional values of that party and what they really mean and what they really stand for. The discussions also highlighted that one of the characteristics of Plaid is looking to other countries to learn the potential for Wales. There are some fantastic initiatives going on in countries like Belgium but also in Latin America as well, where countries of um, Uruguay has, has decided to power is renewably and now 98% of Uruguay is powered through renewable um, resources. So looking at a country like that and thinking about what we can learn for ourselves, we are rich in energy in this country. We should be able to have a fantastically successful economy, but we can't control the resources that can deliver those outcomes. So that's part of why we advocate for independence. It seems Plaid Cymru is well and truly gearing up for the next general election and hopes to bring the problems that Welsh people face to the forefront of everyone's minds.
That was Bro Radio's Chloe Seaton at an event in Penarth last week to begin celebrations around the centenary of the foundation of the Plaid Cymru Group. And you can read more about all these stories, plus submit your own local news via broradio.fm forward slash news. Listening to the Veil this week on Bro Radio. Teachers at Pencoitra High School will go on strike for the second day tomorrow over poor pupil behaviour and a lack of action by the school and the local authority. Today, the school's executive head, Deborah Thomas, has announced her resignation. She was brought in back in September after the school was put into special measures. Our reporter, Gareth Joy, has more. It was supposed to be a model for the future. A state-of-the-art home, high ideals, even higher expectations for the new Pencoitra High School. Two years ago, its head teacher Lee Humphreys, was trumpeting its new £33 million site. Everything for us is about maximising potential. It's about realising that every child, regardless of ability, has the opportunity to fulfil their potential and, you know, we are here to make their dreams come true. Two years on, Pencoitra is in special measures and Humphreys is gone. So too is his successor. Deborah Thomas was meant to lead the school out of trouble while combining her work in charge of Cowbridge Comprehensive. Today, despite only taking over in September, Vale Council insisted her role as executive head had gone on longer than planned. Yet her swift exit has led to further accusations that the local authority is passing the buck over Pencoitra's problems. I'm not sure the councillor really taking it as seriously as it needs to be. Councillor Rhys Thomas chairs the council's learning scrutiny committee. Well, I've been disappointed uh, about the response to these issues. Um, I think they're not being taken seriously enough. 
obviously teachers are feeling threatened, they're being intimidated and attacked, and that's absolutely unacceptable in this day and age. And it should be the full priority of the council to take this on, to stop the violence and to get the house in order. In the week since teachers staged the first in a series of strikes over bad and often violent behaviour by pupils, union officials told a committee meeting that part of the problem laid with the open plan nature of the school, not fit for purpose, argues the NASUWT. Miss Thomas herself said it was painful to say that the design of the building was at issue, but she insisted children not attending lessons without permission was a multifaceted and complex issue. Councillor Thomas has also questioned the new build. It was a very expensive building. You know, the Vale and Council and Welsh Government have both had input into that and it's turned into a complete mess. So there needs to be accountability for who built the school, why it was built in that way. And we also need to recognise that this violence is utterly unacceptable and we don't need any mealy-mouthed excuses or pussyfooting around. It needs to be said this is completely unacceptable and when it happens it's going to be called out and the council and Welsh Government are going to do whatever it takes to stop this violence so teachers and children are allowed to thrive in peace. This afternoon, the NASUWT confirmed to Borough Radio they would push ahead with another one-day strike tomorrow. A two-day walkout is planned for the week after. They put the increase in verbal and physical abuse suffered by their members down to only a small number of pupils. In fact, at least 136 children have been expelled from Pencoitra in the last three months, with the number of serious incidents topping more than 50. On this programme last week, we heard from Sharon Daly, an executive member of the NASUWT in South East Wales. In the last couple of months, the executive head has been meeting with trade union representatives on a weekly basis. So we have been working really positively together. We have had a number of really positive talks and we have made progress. However, the practical solutions that the executive head and the trade unions have put forward to the Vale of Glamorgan Council have not been implemented, which is part of what has led us to where we are now. The only seeming consensus is how Vale Council appears to be taking a step back from the crisis, offering neither an intervention nor any idea of how to resolve the problems at hand. Councillor Rhys Thomas argues that extends to support, if there was any, for Deborah Thomas. I think the problems at Pencoitra are much deeper than an executive head teacher. The rot had set in long before then. Um, and, and Deborah Thomas faced a huge challenge in sorting out the problems at Pencoitra School. And I'm afraid to say I think she got very little support from the council on this issue. And I think it was, it's disappointing that it's ended up in this way. With high numbers of expelled pupils, another search for a new head teacher, and more strike action looming, the sorry saga of Pencoitra High School is bound to run and run. Not so much a 21st century school as a 21st century shame. And you can read more on the news pages at broradio.fm and we'd like to hear from you if you're a teacher or parent of a pupil at the school about your ongoing concerns. You can get in touch with us via news at broradio.fm and we'll keep you a date on this story in the weeks ahead here on The Vale This Week. Yeah.
Listening to the Veil this week from Bro Radio. Still to come before eight o'clock this evening. Chloe Monaghan speaks to Reese Dance about how he's gone from attempting to take his own life back in 2023 to trying to save others by getting them to talk more, and how good to talk in Barry RFC can be there to help anyone suffering with poor mental health. And a new garden has been unveiled on the Nap. It's been created by volunteers and supporters of Tea Haven as a space for its families to come together and reflect on loved ones who've passed. We'll hear from the project's organisers on the show before eight o'clock. This evening. This is Bro Radio. Bro Radio. Barry and Vale house cleaning team. Always professional and immaculate cleans. We're bright and breezy. Yeah. We clean easy. Book your space now and inquire how much. We really look forward to you getting in touch. It's nice and easy. Now to inquire on 01446 502 078. Home is where your heart is. But if you're struggling with everyday living, helping hands are here to help. Likewise, if you care for someone and need a break, helping hands are here for you. We provide live-in care, dementia and respite care, all designed with your needs or those of a loved one in mind. No matter what your age, we provide compassionate, good quality care to enable you to continue living where your heart is. Visit helpinghandshomecare.co.uk Now, 
Here comes another hour of great music and local information. On the Vale's local radio station. Pro Radio. I'm doing just fine now, it's over. I've been moving on and living my life. But occasionally I lose composure. And I can get you out of my mind if I could go. Listening to the Vale this week from Bro Radio. Now let's get a roundup of some of the events taking place across the Vale of Glamorgan over the next seven days. We begin in Dinis Paris. Over three years after the devastating floods which hid the area, residents are now being invited to an open forum taking place on the 20th of January from 10 till 12. Hosted by Dinis Paris Flood Action Group, it's a group of volunteers who've experienced flooding themselves. They've been working with local agencies regarding the issue. The event takes place at Lee Hall in the local area. Meanwhile, Glamorgan Voluntary Service is set to host its big volunteering fair next Wednesday. The event is to take place at the Memo Arts Centre from 10am to 2pm and will feature 40 volunteer-led organisations working within the Vale of Glamorgan. Later on this month, Graham Lovelock Edwards is giving a talk to the Roos District History Society based on his books, Historic Pubs of Wales. The events take place at Stewart Road Community Centre in Roos on the 26th of January and it's all about the history and legends of folklore tied up in old pubs around the Vale of Glamorgan. Entry for this event is £2 
£1,000 per head on the door, with doors opening at 7pm. Meanwhile, Penarth Athletic Club on the same night are hosting their first monthly quiz of the year next Friday. It's a minimum donation of £2 per person, with all proceeds going to Valindra Cancer Support. And elsewhere as well, the Green Street at Penarth Lawn Tennis Club is hosting a sing and dance evening to get away those January blues. It's taking place at the Lawn Tennis Club, and if you fancy a night out, it takes place on the 27th of January. For more details over the next few weeks and months, head to the Penarth Lawn Tennis Club website. And you can find out more about what's going on around here in the weeks and months ahead, plus submit your own local events via lovethevale.wales. Give it to me! Trying to run that game, and it sounds so sweet when they say my name. I said, Boy, stop, run it back. You can talk that talk, but can you play that sax? Said a boss last night, buying out the boss. Said I can ride top down in this Jaguar. I'm like, Boy, stop, run that back. You can drive all night, but can you play that sax? Baby, baby, I've been waiting for the one to blow my On Kim and Yeah, I'm like, boy, stop, run that back. Goddamn you, father, can you play that sack? Oh, that's you, Mr. Know It All. Think you got blood down through a formula. I'm like, boy, stop, run it back.
You're listening to The Veil this week from Bro Radio. In 2023, local man Reece Dance attempted to take his own life. He's now focusing on trying to save others by getting them to talk more. He's part of How Good to Talk in Barry RFC, who are offering help to anyone suffering from poor mental health. This interview contains themes which may trigger some listeners. Bro Radio's Chloe Monaghan spoke to Reece Dance earlier this week. You're on a message to... Tell everyone that they're not alone in feeling low and suffering with bad mental health. Yeah. And um, I'll say briefly that uh, we had a moment where we temporarily lost you and it was so close to not being temporary. There was a horrible night. We didn't know where you are, but thank goodness you were rescued in time. Who rescued you? Uh, Coast Guard. It just goes to show how important they are. Yeah, absolutely. And we're so grateful for that. But because of that, you're now here. And that's beautiful in itself. So a lot of us see the the big moments. And then a f- few months later, the how you've recovered. Yeah. But we want to know the in-between. What happens? You've been rescued. And then what happens in the next few days? Well, there's a lot of medication that goes in, um, in the hospital, obviously, depending on how bad you are and whatever. You could be sectioned or you could be sort of kind of let go, depending on what type of support you have around you. Uh, I don't think either of my parents, my family wanted to let me out of their sights. Um, so obviously being at home with mum isn't really the bad is not necessarily a bad thing is it being waited on hand and foot so you know yeah and it's just a lot of um, finding out what's going to be the best route for you they try and put you down on because I went onto the critical care list and then they try and figure out what's going to be the best step for you to take on once once you're out of it I think also a lot of people will turn to social media and they'll see lots of influencers and lots of people talking about mental health and saying that you must get into the gym it's the only way to help your mental health or you must cold water swim or you must go to therapy but there's so many different options how do you know which is the one and should you be doing it all well that is the thing like of going to the gym and cold water swimming if that is good for you for your mental health surfing anything do it if that is the reason why you are still here because of that then do it Everyone has their own different answers. Everyone is a different person. Um, That's the thing with mental health. There is no cure, but there are answers. And I do want to spread that around to say that there are answers to your mental health, even if it's getting up and going to work. If you enjoy working, get up, go to work. Uh, Talking, for me, was my answer. Um, And I think there's not a lot of it that goes on, especially around with men's mental health. But absolutely, talking is so major. And like I said, it could be something so little to that person you're talking to, but to you it's major. And like I said, I use different people for different things because I built it all up and let it all out on someone. And I feel sorry for her because I turned nasty and aggressive. Not aggressive, but nasty and horrible. And that wasn't the person I I was. And then I talked to someone and I realised, wow, talking actually helps. It is a good, good medicine. So you've used family and friends, and luckily you yeah. have many of them around. We all oh, love you. Yeah. And then you've also found a group locally that's been really helpful. Yes, Good to Talk, which is run by um, Mike Mitchell, who is in himself is what we call a human angel. Uh, does a lot for mental health. Um, yes, yeah, in Barry Rugby Club every Monday at half past seven. Um, we are looking to expand that as well, which is great. Um, so that could be coming to Bridgend, Cardiff, wherever. We just want to get those groups out there because we understand how hard it is for people to talk, but how good it is to talk and get it all out. 
Well, I am so grateful that you are here to be able to talk to us today. And it was lovely seeing you. Thank you. So if people want to hear more about your story, where can they find you? Uh, they can go onto my TikTok. It's at Reese Dance Two. You can hear the full interview with Reese by clicking "Listen Again" under the Veil This Week pages at BroRadio.fm, and watch more by searching for Bro Radio on social media. your home home is where the heart is but your heart had to roam drifting over bridges never to return watching bridges burn
This is the Veil This Week from Bro Radio. Now, a new garden has been unveiled at the NAP, offering a space for Tea Haven families to come together and reflect on the lives of their loved ones. Earlier today, I spoke with John Greatrex, Parks and Open Spaces Manager at Vale Council, and Fiona Hawthorne, Legacy Manager at Tea Haven, who led on the project. And Fiona began by telling us how the idea for a memorial garden first came about. Uh, yes, so we have a memorial garden at the um, in the grounds of the hospice, which is for um, it commemorates all of the children who've been cared for and who've passed away at Tiavan Children's Hospice, um, and it's a really lovely space. It's 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 very um, peaceful and serene, and a space where people can come and remember loved ones and, and think about you know think about what they're going through, and because of the the sort of complexities with um with the hospice we're not able to allow that to be open to the general public so what we wanted to do was create some somewhere accessible for the general public where they could go and remember their own loved ones um, as well as raising a bit of awareness about their hospice services um, and if people wanted to support our work there's the opportunity to make a donation as well at the hospice um, at the garden. <laughs> when the idea came about and you were approached about this idea John tell us why you want to get involved and, and why how you were able to support this. Yeah well uh, Fiona and her colleague Sam uh, approached us and um, th- they, they'd actually got in touch with the, the local ward members so Nick Hodges and Stefan, I think, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just came across to me, and we met up, didn't we? And I thought it was a great idea because it's a, you know, it's a lovely well of charity. It's really close, and it's something that, you know, I thought we could we could join in with, and all the other colleagues and officers thought it was a really nice idea. So we met up on a windy and wet day about a year ago now, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and sort of identified this this sort of area of this nap that seemed the nap that seemed quite nice. It's a slightly enclosed um, sort of area, quite overgrown, um, and we knew we thought there was some sort of structure under it, some nice stones and mm. things, but we weren't sure. So we had to dig around, and yeah, we just we just went from there really. And then you know um, Fiona and uh, and the Tihav and crew were fantastic. You know, we did a little bit of clearance to start them off. And then they just, uh, with the volunteers and the groups working there, it looks absolutely fantastic. We know you've got some volunteers at the hospice that work to make the gardens around the hospice look great. And some of those guys are involved in this project now, moving forward and how it looks at this point. So we used, um, yeah, our fantastic existing garden volunteers to kind of support setting up the garden. So um, two, two of the volunteers that are really heavily involved at the hospice site, um, Tracy and Paul, um, they gave us um, some kind of like um, advice and opinions on, on and, and work with John on what the planting should be and how we could kind of sh- how we could kind of clear the ground and what would look good there and what would work um, and then we've actually recruited new volunteers to maintain that that site going forward so we've got three volunteers um, signed up at the moment who are going to do that ongoing maintenance and then we also had fantastic support from um, some of our corporate partners so we had two teams um, a team from Wepco who came in and did all the they did all the heavy the heavy lifting and they cleared the ground they were the grafters they cleared the land the land um you know and, and got rid of all the old um the old planting that was there that was a bit overgrown and, and gone a bit woody and then we had another team come in then on a different day from company's house um who had the lovely job of doing all the planting um and putting all the all the plants in and making sure that everything looked looked nice um and that was all done sort of tail end of last year wasn't it i think it was around september that all the planting went in um and then as i say we've got a new team of volunteers um who will maintain that site do all the weeding and maintenance and make sure that it is looking in tip-top um, tip condition all the time. And in terms of creating gardens and spaces like this, John, how important is it to be 
able to work with local charities, particularly one so close to everyone's heart and right in the community as well, to deliver projects and spaces like this in parks. I, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it is, it, if it's good for Avon, then it's good for us and it's good for the community. And everyone's got on board with it. So the local NAP group and people in the area, and I know you said the volunteers are local, mm-hmm. and one of them actually works for the mayor as well. Yes. There's a joke. There's a star. Um, I think this is this is how we we can sort of value and treasure our parks. You know, I work a lot with community groups anyway, and they really do help us out so much. Uh, um, you know, we know we can't do as much as we used to do. Us, you know, we've reducing budgets all the time. So gardens like this, and it does look really fantastic. I said, anyone go down and have a look. It's really nice, um, and, and what a lovely place to hang out anyway. So yeah, it's great. It's really good. And I guess as a spawner space is going to develop over the months ahead as we head towards spring as well and look even more beautiful as we head towards kind of March-April time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, anyone, anyone who's a gardener will know it's it's quite difficult to get kind of colour and shape and growth into a garden this, ty- this time of year. Um, so yeah, as the, as the months go on and we come into the spring and summer, it's just going to look better and better and it'll, it'll fill out and develop and the plants that we've put in will grow and, and, and develop. Um, and we'll, we'll always be, you know, keeping on top of that. The volunteers will be constantly adding plants and maintaining, you know, as, as as we would expect them to. So it'll, um, yeah, it'll just go from strength to strength. And you mentioned volunteers there. Is there a plan? Are you looking for more volunteers? You want more people to support you in the future of this project or other gardening projects? Um, we're always looking for volunteers um, on a general level. So um, for this particular project, I think we are kind of at capacity at the moment, but we have lots of volunteering opportunities. So um, yeah, absolutely. If anyone's interested in volunteering for Tea Haven, have a look on the website um, or get in touch, and uh, our volunteering team can talk through what opportunities there are but we're always looking for volunteers there's loads of different um opportunities as well so if gardening isn't your thing then there's lots of different volunteers we have office volunteers we have um volunteers in the hospice in the in the head office um in in working with the fundraising team out in the community so there's loads of volunteering opportunities for anyone who's interested in getting involved and you can visit the new garden at the nap in barry and see more soon on the news pages at broradio.fm still to come before eight o'clock this evening we'll have all the latest sport in the vale of Glamorgan with gareth including a surprise six nations call-up and we'll look ahead to the first cup final of the welsh football season this is bro radio bro radio are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur tl systems are specialists in supporting sole traders and small businesses with their it and telephone needs we'll supply your internet phone office security and web hosting and then back it all up so your data is safe our rates are very affordable for you as a small business owner We can supply everything and give you peace of mind with a maintenance contract from as little as £30 per month. TL Systems. Call us for a chat on 01446 747 702. Pop into our shop at the bottom of Holton Road, Barry, or visit tlsystems.co.uk. If you fancy a visit to the shops, have to get the kids to school, or fancy a night out with the girls... Call Vale Taxis on Barry 747 We're Barry's reliable taxi service and will always greet you with a smile. Vale Taxis are family run and always on time. So if you've got to be somewhere fast, you know who to call. Vale Taxis on Barry 747 Glass and Barry Juniors Family Tribute Festival in association with Loaded Dice is back for 2024. Featuring sensational tributes to George Ezra, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. 
With a big top, mascots, tiny tots disco, live magic, rides, stalls and workshops. Glastonbury Juniors is live at Romilly Park on Friday, July the 26th. Glastonbury Juniors is sponsored by Ruckley's Sunkiss, Barry Training Services and Bro Radio. Book single tickets or family passes now at glastonbury.com. From Cowbridge to Cosmeston. The Vale's local radio station. this week from Pro Radio. Time now for a catch-up on the latest local sport, and that means we're joined by our sports reporter, Gareth Joy. Good evening, Gareth. Evening, Nathan. And I guess there's only one place we could really start this week. It's been a dramatic 24 hours in Welsh rugby, but as one door shuts, another opens for a player from Panath. It certainly does, and 
Well, funny enough, um, I mean, we talk about Evan Lloyd being from Penarth. Uh, it's not that well known that Louis Samit is actually, he, well, he was actually born in Penarth. And of course, we were expecting the uh, Wales squad announcement for the Six Nations round about midday yesterday. That had to be held back a little bit after uh, Louis Samit's shock announcement that he was quitting rugby union altogether to pursue an NFL career, career in American football. Wales eventually did, of course, press ahead. But of course, the ramifications of that announcement not just in as far as welsh rugby is concerned but certainly beyond that are certainly being felt right up to this moment uh, this is what uh, the man himself had to say uh, when he spoke to gloucester rugby yesterday the international player pathways in january and you know i think now's the perfect time with my age and and having to pick up a new sport it's nothing about you know rugby but it's about my ambition to make my dream come true and and play in a national football league Louis Samis, of course, has now cancelled his contract with Gloucester. So, one door shuts, as Nathan said, another one opening, certainly for Evan Lloyd, one of five uncapped players, four from Cardiff. In fact, he was at, uh, still uh, been, uh, still studying at Stanwell High School, in fact, when he got his first cup call up for Wales at under 20s level four years ago in the, uh, what was the aban- ultimately abandoned Six Nations Championship at under 20 level. Uh, of course, that was uh, called off due to the pandemic. Uh, he signed his first uh, team contract with uh, Cardiff Rugby during the summer. He's made six appearances since then and certainly he's been noted for his powerful and mental agility on the uh, mobile agility, I should say, on the field in both the URC and the European Championship Cup and that seems to have been enough to impress Warren Gatlin to give him a potential first start and indeed uh, to kickstart his international career. We heard uh, from the man himself talking to Cardiff Rugby who he found out the news, in fact, while he was training yesterday today at the arms park yeah i'm over the moon just still sinking in really i don't think i'm gonna get used to it for a while just looking to really take in the experience and try and improve myself as much as i can while i'm in there and of course we've got two players now from the Vale, at least that we know of that will be uh, representing our part of the world mason grady of course is still in the, is also in the squad of course marking the first anniversary of his burgeoning international career despite questions about his future although it's understood that maybe that uh, that uh, warning sign of an early end to his Wales career may have been enough to swing him towards staying in Cardiff rather than a move maybe elsewhere although he did have talks with Sal Sharks uh, last week what we do know of course is that David Jenkins comes in as uh, captain replacing Jack Morgan and Dowie Lake who are both out injured uh, James Bofan the Cardiff back row is back so to his Osprey centre Owen Watkin no place for Tulupe Faleta but uh, a 34-player squad that boasts an average age of 25, and even when you cut out the main headline maker from yesterday's squad announcement, uh, should be an interesting to see how they fare against Scotland in their opening game, already a sellout on February the 3rd. And moving on now to football. Phase one of the Cymru Premier season is over. That's allowing Barrington United to concentrate a little more on the transfer market. They have been busy, actually, uh, Nathan. Uh, two signings, of course, uh, so far. One of them, uh, Will Richards, uh, signing after a very brief spell with National League Northside Gloucester City. He's been a bit of a, bit of a non-league journeyman, you could say, among clubs in the West Midlands, having started out as a protege at Shrewsbury Town. He does also spoke boast FA Cup experience during the spell with Stalbridge. He made his first appearance for Barry on Saturday night when, of course, they beat Abelisk of Town 4-2. That was a 
decent win. That Sam Snape, Lucas Tomlinson, Captain K. McGlaggen and Ollie Holbert all combining at Park Avenue in the second half to leave Bowie eight points clear of the drop zone going into the league split. And next on to Lantern Major's survival hopes in the Cymru South. They're improving, thanks in part to a return of an old face. Uh, not just an old face, I would say a Lanswick le- legend, their longest serving player, in fact, Jack Lansdowne, uh, saved a cr- crucial last gas penalty, of course, at Ammonford to earn a valuable 1-0 win for Ben State's side on Saturday. Back-to-back wins, in fact, for Lantwit for the first time this season. And in fact, Lantwit rejoining from Ammonford earlier this month following a short spell, having previously signalled his retirement in June. Of course, he won, what was it, four league titles uh, in his first spell at Lantwit, including, of course, the Company South title back in 2022. He was back in front of the goalposts in time for his 387th first team appearance, and that was, of course, when they beat the league leaders as well, Britain Fair 3-1 on Saturday and of course uh, his uh, return to the wreck on Saturday yielding more drama after Tom Sweeney put the visitors in front on 62 minutes before Lansdowne denied Lewis Reed from the spot in stoppage time so Lansdowne certainly proving a world of difference uh, to Lantwit's uh, hopes of avoiding the rele- avoiding relegation into the into the Ardell leagues uh, still six points off safety haven't played a game more than their nearest rivals but they do have fresh hope yet of staying up with 13 games to go. In fact, they've also signed another uh, player from the class of 22, you could say. Stands about Sean Williams returning to Lord Mellon Winter as well. And that was The Veil this week. Don't forget this programme that's all about the stories, issues, events affecting towns and villages that make up The Veil of Morgan. So if you've got something you'd like us to be talking about, get in touch via Veil this week at broradio.fm or find us on social media. Thanks for listening tonight. And remember, you can listen back to the show via broradio.fm forward slash listen again or join us every Wednesday at 7 here on Bro Radio. This is Bro Radio. Install Skip Hire, one of the leading skip hire, tipper and grab lorry companies in the Vale, offering a range of waste disposal solutions across South Wales. Our specialists have over 20 years experience, so you can be assured of excellent customer service. But don't just take our word for it. Check out our five-star rating on Facebook. We also offer eco-friendly disposal options, converting 95% of our waste into renewable energy, so you can rest easy knowing your waste doesn't go to waste. Find out how Install Skip Hire can help you on 01446 421 072. Despite a recent fire at our transfer station, which is temporarily closed, we still remain open, offering skips, grab hire and aggregates. You might think there's only one way to say happy birthday. Only one way to say Diochen Vaur, congratulations and happy anniversary. But you can discover more ways to say something for every occasion at Dimensional Art. Our converted train carriage is filled with unique handmade cards, gifts, prints and more. All from the mind of local artist Natalie. Dimensional Art, open Tuesday to Sunday at the Good Sheds on Hood Road in Barry, Or visit dimensionalart.co.uk. Read the latest local news for the Vale of Glamorgan online at broradio.fm. The Vale's local radio station. On FM, DAB+, mobile, online, and on your smart speaker.